the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, family, it's Bishop Derek Greer, and I invite you to fuel up, get fired up, and have an awesome fellowship with me and the Grace Church family this Resurrection Sunday. It will all happen at the gorgeous Hilton Performing Arts Center in Manassas, Virginia. There'll be room for all and a special treat for elementary school children in attendance. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org slash resurrection. That's gracechurchva.org slash resurrection, and we will see you there. Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast. Judas saw every miracle that Jesus ever performed. His heart wasn't changed. Why? Because we don't see things through our eyes. We see them through our hearts. So even the most beautiful thing can become twisted. The person has the wrong lens. And they said, they, they said it again, Jesus of Nazareth. Now, we call him Jesus in English, but that was not the name they used. Actually, in Aramaic, it's Yeshua. And Yeshua is actually translated in English, Joshua. And the name was a very common name. So one of the ways you designated people is by stating where they were, what, what were from. He wasn't just Joshua, Yeshua, he was the, the, the Yahshua from Nazareth. So here, now, now the, the, the term Nazareth that's used here was supposed to be, you know, an insult because Nazareth wasn't a celebrated place. How, how many of y'all not from the most best places on the earth? It's, okay, good. So, you know, Jesus was like, well, uh, not just Jenny, but, but Jenny from the Bronx. <laughs> not just Eze, but Eze from Compton. Not just T.I., but T.I. from A.T.L. Or not just Derek, but Derek from Strong Island. I don't, I don't make the list. I don't, I don't make the list. Okay. Okay, I don't make the list. But Jesus answered, I told you that I am. Now, these guys this time are a little bit hesitant. They've just been knocked down by the power of God. So what Jesus does is amazing. He actually provokes them. He's like, I told you who I am. If you're feeling froggy, then leap. But watch this. He was the good shepherd until the very end. He said, therefore, if you seek me, 
let these, my disciples, go their way. Now, he was the one that was about to be brutally tortured, yet he was more concerned for those he'd leave behind than even himself. And verse 9 said, this happened that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke, of those whom you gave me, I have lost what? None. Jesus is a, a, a no man left behind Savior. If you want to be kept by Jesus, he can keep you. Then Simon Peter, having a sword. Now the sword mentioned here was a sword used for stabbing and not for cutting. But what I want to say here is Peter was a fisherman. We all know that. And he filleted and cut fish all his life. And of course, you know, they'd even throw, you know, they'd be done with the knife. They'd throw it and stick into a piece of wood. He was good with a knife. Every day of his life, he used a knife to clean fish. But the Bible says he drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. How many people in this room get mad at somebody like, I'm going to cut off your ear? No, no. Peter was trying to... Stabbed the guy in the throat. But somehow this guy made an evasive move. And he got the ear instead. And the Bible goes on to name the servant. And you know, the scriptures were written while these individuals were still alive. And you certainly would not name the servant of the high priest, lest it was true if you go write a story about what happened. And the servant's name was Malchus. And as we already read, he was a servant of the high priest, meaning he was the personal servant to the most religious, the most powerful religious man in all Jerusalem. In fact, some scholars go as far as as saying that this this man kind of acted as the press secretary. He he was the guy that publicly spoke for the high priest, and that's why he was with the soldiers, because he was the, the, the personal representative of the priest. So whenever the high priest had a smear, had something ugly to say, about Jesus. He probably said it through this man because, you know, he's too high to mess in the mud with, with this rabble. So he would say it through someone. He'd start rumors through this, this priest. So, so Peter probably wanted to cut this guy's head off for a long, long time. But here's the deal. It doesn't require strength to hold a grudge. It requires strength to let one go. Then Peter having a sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his what? And these details are just too exact not to be true. But what I want you to see here is here we have the leading disciple, a man that is actually called an apostle. The guy that, that, that would become the leader of the entire Jesus movement hurt somebody. See, I don't care how close you are to Jesus. I don't care if you're apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher. People hurt people because that's what we do. Even the best of us are at best still human and in need of mercy to survive. A marriage cannot survive without mercy and kindness. And the moment you stop forgiving is the moment. It's over. A lot of folks experiencing church hurt because someone in the church hurt them. 
But I, you know, I look back sometimes, and, and I'm not trying to be rude, but with a quizzical face, what, wait, 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 wait. That's like saying, I went to the hospital, place full of all the diseases, and I got cut. Forgiveness, even with church, is not about keeping score. It's about God helping us lose count. If people in the church never do anything wrong, how are you going to learn how to forgive? Why are you surprised that that some people do stuff? It's the nature of people. But what's interesting is we'll go back to work, though they do stuff. We'll go back to the bank, the same store they did stuff. But when it comes to the people of God, Somehow it's supposed to be heaven. Let me tell you something. I've been passing too long. Sometimes a little bit more like hell. Why? Because this is where the battle is. This is where the battle rages. And wherever you got hurt people, they're going to hurt people. So don't be surprised if stuff happens. Because when it happens, it's taking your measure. That thing happened to see if you're for real. To see if you really want to do this Jesus thing. To see if you really finally stop keeping score. If you really decide that the world don't revolve around you, it's something bigger than, than, than just you. It's about a mission. It's about a call. It's about a community. It's about a cause. If I had a nickel for every time somebody offended me in church, I'd be a millionaire. I'm I'm going on a side journey. But when I got saved in college, the very man that 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 I walked up to the altar to receive Jesus from turned around and called me a devil. We kind of like the same girl, okay? The fact is it probably was true. But God by his grace started me off right. Like, Derek, if you, if you ain't really to deal with some stuff and, and deal with some people and get past some stuff, you ain't never going to make it. So, so I'm going to start you off with the very guy who, who you answered at that altar to. He's he going to call you something. He's going to say some things about you. And, boy, I'm going to watch you get over it. I'm going to help you. Why? Because people mess. People are a mess. Doctor, pro- people are a mess. People do stuff. And Peter, again, the man that preached 3,000 saved in the book of Acts, cut off his what? Right ear. Why did he do it? Because he felt Jesus wasn't handling the situation right. He's like, Jesus, I ain't going out like that. Santa didn't let them take you like that. So Peter said, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. How many of you remember when Moses took matters into his own hands? Killed the Egyptian and then had to spend 40 years on the backside of the desert. Remember when Rebecca encouraged uh, 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 Jacob to take matters in, into his own hands? And he put some skin on his arms to be hairy like his brother Esau, tricked his blind daddy. His blind daddy blessed him. And then afterwards, he had to spend at least 14 years running from Esau. 
You see, my Bible says this. They that wait. They that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. Run, not grow weary, walk in our faith. Now, the issue is everything I messed up in my life because I, I got tired. I said, Lord, I'm going to handle this. But I, your ways, Lord, listen, I know how to handle my business. Every mistake I ever made, Peter was the same way. So Jesus looks at Peter. I don't know if his eyes rolled. I don't know what happened. But he looked at Peter. He probably breathed in for a second. But the Bible doesn't say that, that Jesus looked at him and said, well, well, you know, Peter, I'm through with you. Jesus, you embarrassed me in the whole Jesus and church movement. I'm done. After all these years, you, you're still going to do something that backwards. I rip you from your apostleship. I kick you out of the church. But as far as Jesus is concerned, there's no such thing as throwaway people. So before you throw away that friend, before you throw away that loved one, all because you discovered that they were human, keep in mind, God has never thrown you away because you're human. You get close enough to anything, you start to see its blemishes. Stay married long enough. And and let me tell you something, the music will stop playing. Parent for just more than a a, a couple weeks, believe me, the baby will do something. And then the thing is, the baby keeps growing and growing in your house. Doing more and more stuff. And then they got the nerve on top of all the stuff they already did. They have the nerve to become teenagers. To do everything you train them not to never do. Forgive me for my grammar, but you know what I'm talking about. But that's what people do. I'm getting a little long-winded and I want to finish up, but uh, parents... Do not wait till your children become 18 years old to give them freedom. Let them make mistakes in your house when they can still come home to you, can still be covered and protected by you, where you're still with, 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 within uh, earshot and, and they, they, they can still ask your questions. They're not off on the other side of the country. They're, they're not off in the middle. Give them enough liberty that they can make mistakes. I'm going to say, well, I don't want to do it because my child going to do what you put in that child. Right, right, yes. And do you think by, by, by just controlling and dominating that child that they're going to keep them from stuff? No, as soon as they get out, everything they wanted to do, they're going to do. So you may disagree, but as I raise my children, by the way, I raise normal children. I didn't raise little bishops. My children have never pastored a church. They do dumb kid things, just like every other child. And I had to give them enough latitude, enough room to make some mistakes. You're not the only one that had the police knock on your door. 
In fact, I had the police knock on my door with church members in my house. The boys are saying, shh, dash. The point is, by the time they went away to college, freedom was not a strange thing. They'd already learned how to manage it. So when everyone else is going buck wild, they're like, well, I've been there, done that. All right. He said, uh, put your sword into your sheath. Stop tripping, Peter. That's what he said. It's not there, but that's what he said. Don't you know, Peter, I could call 12 legions of angels if I wanted to. And Peter, they won't miss. Peter, I'm not going to the cross because I'm soft. Peter, I'm going to the cross because I love hard. He said, Peter, shall I not drink? Dude, I don't need you to defend me. I can handle my, I don't need that, Peter. You think I'm not going to drink the cup that my father gave me? Do you think for a minute I'm not going to do what the father asked me? Peter, love is not a feeling. It's an action word. Love's what you do when you're under pressure. Love's what you do when you don't feel like it. Love's what you do when everyone's advising you to do differently. See, we always love others the best when we love God the most. Luke 22, 50 through 1, and we're going to be through for the morning. I'm going to Luke because Luke was a physician. He was a doctor, and he looked at things through a different angle, and he talked about details that others left out because he's in his mind thinking about the biological and medical uh, ramifications of everything that, that, that happens. Verse 50. And Luke leaves out uh, Peter's name. I don't know if he's being polite, but he said, in one of them, but John already spilled the beans on Peter. (laughs) Struck the servant of the high priest, his personal servant, and cut his right ear off. But Jesus answered and abandoned Peter because he screwed up. No. He said, wait, guys. Literally, it says, permit even this. Guys, I know you got something you, 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 you want to do with me, but, but give me just a minute. I have one last thing I need to do before I go to the cross. It says, and Jesus touched his ear. Now, this was not a light touch. And, you know, because, you know, we're from America, and, and if I ever laid hands on you the way Jesus laid hands on you, I, I'd probably be sued. The Greek here, yeah, this is true. Let me tell you, when Jesus laid hands on you, you had hands laid on you. This was not a light touch. The Greek here indicates a touch that doesn't let go. A touch that somehow alters the recipient. Meaning you're not the same after you've been touched the way he's been touched. This is a touch that messes up your hair. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, this is a, you know, this is a touch. He's a carpenter by trade, strong Rough hands. How many in this room need a touch from God that lingers? 
that's strong, that lasts, that messes up everything superficial in your life. I'm tired of little light. I need, I, need, I need a strong touch from God in my life. He touched. I don't know if he went and picked up the ear or the ear grew back. I don't know. But the language gives you the idea. He almost smacked the guy in the head, touching his ear. And here's my final point. The final miracle of Jesus that he performed for another before the resurrection was to fix the mistake of a disciple. There's something about last things that, that just tell us a whole lot. If you know grandma's about to pass, mama's about to pass, or, or granddaddy, grandma, you want to get there because you want to have that last conversation. There's something about last things that's very telling about the character of the person. The last thing he chooses to do before the crucifixion is to fix the mistake of a disciple. And watch this. And to heal an enemy. My Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Last things tell us a whole lot about the person. You ought to have known better. You ought to have done better. You were trained better. But Jesus reached down and fixed it anyway. You see, the deal here is Peter didn't just, you know, try to stab anybody. This was a servant of the high priest. This was a public figure. This, this, this was a man who was the personal representative of the priest. They wouldn't have just put Peter in jail. They put him under the jail. And his ministry would have been ruined. But Jesus in his mercy, about to face, I mean, the fury of, 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 of humanity and all hell is just released on Jesus. Instead of having, you know what, what's about to happen? Me, 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 me. How many of My, 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 my. He's thinking, Peter. What you just did could ruin you. So I'm going to pause and fix your mistake. And what I want you to know today is that he's the same. He wants to fix your mistake. The cross is all about Jesus coming down to fix your mistake. Some of us in this room, you may be at odds with God's way. And and in your mind, you're an enemy of the way this thing works. But don't let that stop you. He healed an enemy. So if he would heal an enemy, what might he do with you? What's your excuse for God not blessing you, healing you, and putting it back together? The last thing, last miracle he performed 
was to fix a mistake of somebody who knew better and to heal an enemy. And my prayer today is that there's no one leaves this room without experiencing a Savior like that. Without, you know, let, let it come out of the book and, and you experience it in your life. May no one leave here without a, not a religious revelation. You know, if I do right, then God owes me, but I'm talking about a Bible revelation of who Jesus is. He loves me because I'm good, not because I'm so good. He loves me because he chose to, not because I deserve it. He loves me because that's who he is, and I just get the benefit. So today, don't let anyone, please don't leave this room without experiencing the mercy, the forgiveness, and the grace of really the only one who loves you like he does. This has been a classic message from Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Hey family, it's Bishop Derek Greer and I invite you to fuel up, get fired up and have an awesome fellowship with me and the Grace Church family this Resurrection Sunday. It will all happen at the gorgeous Hilton Performing Arts Center in Manassas, Virginia. There'll be room for all and a special treat for elementary school children in attendance. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org slash resurrection. That's gracechurchva.org slash resurrection and we will see you there. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.